good evening and welcome to Front Porch Chronicles Volume 4. I am your host, Boogie, and my special guest co-host is John. Talk to me, John. Tell what? me. Tell hey, me. man, look here. Hey, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm just glad to be Go here. Go right over there. I'm a, uh, you working it out? I'm working it out. I'm working it out. My name is John, uh-huh. uh, and I'm a barber mm-hmm. and co-owner of Blythewood Cigar and Wine right here mm-hmm. in Blythewood, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And man, we, we we just we just love and, and and we just excited to be here today uh-huh. to share with you guys some great questions and yeah. answers. And I know we got a host of people that frequent our lounge a lot. And I think it's the right group of people because they was hand selected to be here today. And we gonna have fun. We gonna make it do what it do. So just a little bit of house cleaning, family, before we introduce each other. We are going to. State of Mississippi, retired military, and now I'm an independent researcher. Okay. Next. I am Nikki. I am also from the great state of Mississippi, and I have my own juice company, Juice Say Love. Okay. Next. My name is Lachelle. I, too, am from Mississippi. Currently active duty military. And I like to do DIY things. You like to do what? DIY. I was like, wait, wait. We ain't got that far yet. Wait. My name is Janessia and I am not. From Mississippi. Oh, we <laughs> I was born in Dominican Republic. Okay. I lived in New York and I have been in South Carolina for the last 10 years. I am the co founder of Sisters of the Smoke with Nikki and uh-huh. Teresa and also the co owner of Morales Cigar. Uh, my name is Emmanuel Morales. I was born in Argentina, raised in New York, and now I live in Columbia, South Carolina. Okay, so my name is Boogie. I am the CEO founder of APM Cigar Group, which is a perfect match. Our motto is your life, your cigar, your experience. And this is our fourth podcast, and this is the first co-ed podcast. We have stimulated topics, so I am looking for interactive participation. 
So, John, you ready to fire this song? Yeah, you want me to start the first one? Start it off, boo. And we're going to start off right here with you, my man, since you retired military and you're from the ship. The first question that we got for you today, my man, what is the biggest challenge you have with your role as a man? My biggest challenge as a man is trying to help other men who look like me understand where we came from so that we can formulate a plan to get where we need to be. Okay. And that kind of goes with the second part of this question. How do you overcome this? I'm working on it right now. Uh, that's what my research is about. It's uh, now I'm studying history 10,000 years before Christ. Uh, so, so I'm trying to get a, a real understanding of the cradle of civilization, where, where we came from, at, from as a people, to see, you know, we hear the stories about we were kings, we were queens, we were this, we were that, and a lot of those stories are true. Um, a lot of the things that we carry now in our society as black people, we were taught, uh, and there was no drug addicts, no pimps, no women getting beat, none of that stuff in ancient Africa. That stuff didn't happen. We're, we learned all that stuff in slavery. And, uh, and, I'm, and I'm trying to, I start at home. I start with my son. And I'm trying to teach him them things and teach other men that I encounter have, those, have that back and forth dialogue so that, that we can move forward as a community. Interesting. That's going to be very interesting. Please keep me in the loop on your progress with that because, because that, that's one of the things that I'm kind of interested in as well. And we have a lot of barbershop talks and we talk about things like this. And there's a lot of, uh, I guess, misunderstanding about uh, people of color. And if you're doing some research, that's great. And I would love to be in the loop. Anytime, man. Absolutely. Anytime, any day. Yeah. Well, good. Absolutely. So, and this question, of course, when we ask, ask questions, the women are free to chime in and answer as well. So, as a woman, what is the biggest challenge for you as women? I would say um, the biggest challenge for me as a woman is to break the stigma of the angry black woman across society, mm -hmm. um, especially within the organization which I work. Mm -hmm. uh, typically you see someone, a lady, a minority in a leadership position, mm -hmm. um, that stigma of, oh, she's me, she, she has it all together, is tagged along with that. And in order to break that stigma, it goes down to educating and having that clear conversation and just explaining, hey, this is who I am. I'm not angry, I'm assertive. And I think a lot of people mistake angry for assertive because not a lot of people are assertive or they don't know what that actually means. Agreed. Great. Janessa? I'm sorry, can, can, I, can I throw something on there for you, please? Absolutely. Probably the worst thing you can do as a woman of color is buy into it because the moment you acknowledge it and we've all been told and we we got all minorities in the room that we have to work twice as hard to get half as much and and the moment you buy into that you start actually living that so live your life out loud be who you are be unapologetic about your ambition. Don't be afraid. You don't owe anybody anything except for yourself. So shoot for the moon. You're absolutely correct. But I don't do this necessarily for myself. I am unapologetically me. I am an introvert. 
at home and I'm an extrovert at work and it's not necessarily about me today because they're young ladies that are coming up and I have to show them what right looks like. For them to be themselves unapologetically, they have to, one, understand what left and right and up and down are. Um, that's just my, my take on it. I, I don't shrink, um, as Brene Brown says, when something comes to me and I'm afraid to be that person, I, I don't shrink, I stand up and I, I say those things and I just want those that are around me to do the exact same thing, but sometimes we don't know what we don't know. Agreed. Janessia or Nikki? What is the biggest challenge you have being a woman? What do you find <clears throat> is the biggest challenge being a woman? Um, the biggest challenge I find being a woman is the juxtaposition between hard and soft. Um, that balance because mm -hmm. I am assertive and I am strong mm -hmm. and I am independent mm -hmm. but I still need to make that space to be soft and vulnerable mm -hmm. and scared and open and all those things mm -hmm. um, I have two daughters at home so I'm trying to teach them but for me to teach I have to know so I have to figure it out for myself first understood, understood. so y'all understand the flow right now Okay, so what is one thing that you know about yourself, you could say about yourself that people would not agree? Like if I say it out loud, I'm shy. You're right. <laughs> if I say it out loud, I'm shy. Most people would not believe that. Or if I say it out loud, I'm nervous before I step to the mic to perform a, a spoken word piece people wouldn't believe it based on what they see on the outside. So what is one thing that you know you are, but based on what people see in you? I am actually very quiet. Um, now I would say, and I've only met, seen you a few times, I, I would not associate that with Kevin Word with you. No, you, most people don't uh -huh. because it's the show, right? Understood. And so in public spaces, I'm the life of the party. Mm -hmm. But at home, I seek that quiet space mm -hmm. and I crave me time and aloneness with myself mm -hmm. and silence. Okay. Anybody else? I have no formal education beyond high school. But based on how you perceive, people would believe that you... I, I, work with, I work with people who have PhDs and JDs and all that stuff, but I have no formal education beyond high school. Anybody else? I'm an introvert. Uh-huh. Um, I think over the years, man, military, I've had to train myself not to be for certain occasions. But outside of that, even in the midst of my circle, I'm an introvert. I don't like people. But again, because of my profession, I have to. All right, hey, we're gonna switch this up a little bit. Because mm -hmm. one of the biggest things that have hit everybody across the country, even outside of America, is this COVID-19 thing. So my next question is, for anybody who wanna answer it first, what is the biggest failure since the pandemic and why do you think it occurred. Do I need to repeat that question? 
What is the biggest failure since the pandemic and why do you think it occurred? Are you talking? So I give an example of okay. this question. So a lot of people were lazy during the pandemic. They did not take advantage of the time allotted during the pandemic. So a lot of people are behind the curve now that the restrictions are loosening and they're struggling to play catch up, but they should have taken advantage of the time allotted instead of, oh, I'm just sitting home chilling, watching TV. I happen to disagree with you. No, I said an example. Got it. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. An example. Mm-hmm. But that's what some people have done. And so now yeah. they fail to take advantage of the time allotted. Some people, not all. Mm-hmm. I think I think the pandemic hit people very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Explain. Because for some people it was a break from the everyday. Okay. But some like I think the 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 number of people experiencing depression went sky high. The number of suicides went sky high. Domestic abuse went sky high. Child abuse went sky high. Homelessness went sky high. So all these things that were affecting people, um, and it, it hit everybody different. Like I was, I was in a situation where I was blessed that, like, look, I was at home anyway. <laughs> This is great. My kids are home. I don't even like them, but they good, I guess. Um, my husband's retired, so he's at the house. So our, our routine didn't change very much. Um, but the question was, what was the biggest failure? Yeah, I say, I, personal or? It doesn't matter however you answer. Okay. I say the biggest failure was the lack of understanding for others and what they are going through. Um, not everybody was financially prepared for something like this. Agreed. Not everybody was, you know, socioeconomically prepared for something like this. So some are still, still not prepared. And some don't know how to prepare. Um, so to me, I think the lack of understanding that everybody experience something different during this last year is a huge failure apart from the government down to the individual mm-hmm. anyone else right well I, 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 let me get a little bit please because man this is a hot topic it is and you know i think a lot of people fail you know and some people really really did well during the pandemic mm-hmm. and i can say personally for us as a cigar lounge we did very well during the pandemic you know uh, from the from the start of the pandemic all the way up to now, but some people did not take the advantage of the lessons learned from other people who didn't properly have their business set up properly to 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 you know to gain you know all of these doggone things that was being given away by the government, all of these monies that was being passed out to people who had legitimate businesses. So. And I can speak for a few people that I personally know in my barbershop over at the hair salon. They're, they're independent contractors, but they didn't take the time to really establish their business and set up their LLCs, mm-hmm. and then they could have filed properly for some of this PPP money, right. and they would have gotten it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even when the pandemic hit, they still had enough time because this thing has been going on for over a year, and they still had enough time to get that done 
but they still fail to do it, even up to this point. There's a lot of people that don't want to take that, you know, the necessary time to set up their business properly, following their taxes properly, and stop taking shortcuts. And it's going to eventually just continue to hurt them in the long run. You know? Um, I think one, for me, I think one of the issues was how, how things in the beginning weren't really fair. And specifically, you've got all these big box chains that were open, and all these smaller businesses were not given the chance. Mm -hmm. And every state's different, obviously. Mm -hmm. But they weren't given the chance to make the changes. They were just pretty much told to shut down. For example, John mentioned that he's been doing well. Well, if, for the people who come here, you also know John's been making a ton of upgrades and trying to make mm -hmm. accommodations for people so he can keep his business open and flourishing. Mm -hmm. But not every state gave that opportunity to everybody. Right. And the people who you know put their life savings and had businesses and are not coming back, mm -hmm. or you know things of that nature, I, I think that. You know, that's something that's going to hurt people for a long time because we are about to get out of this at some point, right? Mm -hmm. We're not going to be where we were a year ago or a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. but we are slowly starting to come out of it. Um, but, you know, there's going to be people who are financially crippled from this for a long time to come. Yeah, really. And now as we're getting more information that we didn't have back then, accommodations could have been made without having to shut down. And I think that when we talk about wealth and you know being spread out when you take out the the small business owner it's only getting funneled to one place and those are the big ones mm -hmm. and you know a lot of them don't pay their employees mm -hmm. um, necessarily all that well depending on what you think is right or not right mm -hmm. but i mean we're talking about lower wage employees they were basically forced to stay working Right. So I think the government did a lot of things to try and help people. I'm not saying they didn't. I just don't know if we should have been so quick to shut down the small businesses. But again, that, that's a kind of a state by state. So we have two minutes left. I'm going to throw this one question out there um, before we take um, our first break. Based on your last session in the bedroom, what is the name of the song and why? Based on your last session, quick. <laughs> don't don't okay. be shy. Okay. Based on your last session in the bedroom. Okay. Go, Jen. I'll start. I'll start. Southern Soul is the genre, and the name of the song is Play No Games. And that song is about oral sex. Okay. Mm -hmm. All I can hear in my head is don't stop, pop that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Red. Red. Um, for me, uh, oh, this is red, y'all. How y'all doing? Um, for me, it would be uh, face down, ass up, because that's, that's what, what that, yeah, that's okay. what I was liking, and that's what we was doing. So, so. rap, uh, huh? That's the version. Rap, rap, definitely, okay. definitely. Okay, anybody else? Well, I go next. <laughs> I guess the song that comes to my mind is my neck, my back. <laughs> That was my son. Yeah. That, 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 that was my son. I'm sorry. I'm that sorry. Son. I'm sorry. Because, because yeah, absolutely. But you can leave that part out. But I'm talking about the military issues from being in the military and 
you got back problems and neck problems and knee problems. Oh, yes. So it's good while it's going on, but when you're done, you're talking about your neck and your back. Okay. Yes, yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. So we get ready to take a break, pause for calls. Y'all can stretch out, do whatever, tighten up, and then come back in five minutes. Five minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back for the second, but not the final set of Front Porch Chronicles Volume 4. Y'all enjoying yourself thus far? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Y'all ready for the next set? Alright, let's do this. So how do y'all feel about open relationships? I agree with them. Okay. Expound. Um, I believe that there's no way possible that one that one person can meet every need you have. Okay. Um, so I believe that you should be allowed to with respect and um, awareness, be uh -huh. able to do what you need to do to get your needs met. Okay. So if he or she can only scratch the itch that's on your back, but you need it on your knee. Mm-hmm. Facts. Yeah. Okay. My, my grandma taught me, look, if he can't scrape the bottom of the jaw, he got to lick the lid. Come on, And baby. sometimes you just need the bottom of the jaw scraped. You better say that. <laughs> Because right. um, my mother, so I, I come from a line of, of um, how do I put this? Um, I uh, my family got some whole tendencies. Okay. And <laughs> and um, my mother told me that it takes four men to make one woman happy, one to pay the bills, one to stimulate the mind with conversation one for the sex mm -hmm. and then one for that like you just never know you just need a spare like tires right Understood. So, <laughs> so yeah like, like when you hungry and you eat a full meal and then later on you got a little small pocket right i got like, right. I got like a little pocket left for yeah. something sweet i get it so yeah yeah i'm with it i'm with the shit i'm with it anybody else yeah ain't nothing natural about monogamy expound human beings are social creatures uh-huh um and not even all human beings, only really westernized human beings try to practice monogamy. You know, uh, there, there's other cultures and that have rules, but it's, it's allowed. You know, it's kind of frowned upon again because we were taught that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I agree with what Nikki said, but in a different way. Okay. Uh, about four people, four guys to satisfy one woman. I think that's the exception, not the rule. Oh, yeah. Because, real talk, the average person can't even handle the one person they're with. Okay. And that, that goes both ways, men and women. Okay. But, but there are people who, who require more attention. And if you're doing it in a way nobody ain't complaining about it, then you're doing your job. Uh -huh. Anybody else? I neither agree or disagree. I'm indifferent. Me personally, I've only had two relationships in my life, so I can't 
I'm, I'm being honest. Being from a small town. Two I, relationships? Yeah. Like, like, the two people that I've been married to, that, that's been it. That I've been in a relationship. Now, after my ex-husband, I've had maybe sexual relations with three other people. So in my life, I'm looking at five. Um, but my thing is, if that works for you, it's, it's an absolute no judgment zone. For me, for me, I just, I told you, I don't like people. So my husband works for me. He is the, the four people that I need him to be. And that may not be true for somebody else, and that's fine. So we can be cool, cool, calm, collected. I flirt. My husband's flirt. That is what it is. But everything else, I'm fine with just, just him. Okay. Right now, just to kind of, I guess, kind of be the devil's advocate on this thing. So, Nikki, I know you said that's, that's a good quote, and I'm going to use it. Uh, if you can't reach the bottom. You can't leave the bottom of the jar. Hang straight. It depends on the woman and what they're talking about. So now, wouldn't you think, Nikki, if I think sometimes in the bedroom, we, especially married couples, uh, they don't really express to their mate what they really like, what they really want to do. I really want you to stick it here and put it there and lick it like this. But that's never really talked about. So you just go without it. Because maybe you don't want your spouse to judge you or think that you're just a straight freak. So you just don't ask those things. You just let it go un untended to. Uh, or you might just go in and get one of them things with them D-sized batteries and take care of your own needs. I don't know. Or find another man. Or find another man to do that. But I think if, if we can learn to just open up and say, look here, I, I want you to come off the dog on top of the dresser into this thing. So, John, I know that you know me. Right. We we go way back like fat crayons and coloring books. Do you think I have a problem with communicating what I want, what I need, and what I demand? Right. Okay. So communication is not the problem I'm experiencing. Maybe not your case. But, right, but, but yes, for some people. But I think so. My husband is significantly older than me as well. Significantly. So she got Steve Harvey for a dude plan. No, 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 no. I don't have a four dude plan. I just be looking. These eyes be looking, and I be like, no, not today, because my husband happens to be a tinge crazy. Um, so I just I don't want to bark that. I don't want to scratch that tree. Um, however. Communication isn't an issue. And he, it's not an issue with that. It's just that I believe that love is fluid. Sex is fluid. Um, and that, you know, like I said, my family has some tendencies. I like what I like. Okay. And so, anybody else? We good? Yeah, I got something. Uh -oh. Go ahead. Um, I just think that if, if that's your feelings as long as you put that out up front right agree and the other person agrees to it you can't come back four years later and say oh i'm not good with it now you were okay with it before well well i disagree with that because i think as people we grow and we change and we think we can handle some things and then when we get in the midst of it we like nah bruh i can't handle that so for That's why we got like a sixty percent divorce rate in this country. I agree. But, I mean, if you put all the cards down on the table, 
you either deal with it or you don't because then at that mm-hmm. point you have a decision either I want to get married or we're just living together and then if you don't want to do it then don't do it but I mean it, I, I would be shocked or disappointed or disenfranchised if I'm thinking we're going into one thing and then you change it up later now you're right people change and all that that's again go back to the diversity but, but in, in open relationships, a lot of time, a woman probably can handle that better than a man. Because most of the time, men, you know, our ego gets in the way. Because, you know, our minds start thinking, hey. Because the first thing we think, we got somebody in our woman. Now, we don't care if we doing it. But when we think about, you know, we could be out there doing everything. We could have four or five. But as soon as we find out our woman got one man, we over, we mad, can't, can't forgive. Because... I ego, but far as me, open relationship, I'm cool with it because, like you said, uh, I don't believe you know you should have one because just like you get a new car, you might be driving down the street with damn, I like that, I want to get another car, and that's just how we think. And for me, hey, I got a little freak tendency. Uh, my daddy had 13 kids, so it runs in me. All my daddy brother were hoes, my mama, all her brother were hoes, so it's in my DNA. So, but most guys can't take. They can't even take that. They woman went out to dinner with a man. So for that open relationship, they go, mm, you have to have some uh, uh, yeah. tough skin and your mind got to be right. Cause mm-hmm. you know. Terry, you had something to say? I, I kind of agree with everybody's uh, position and I think they all kind of tie together. Like uh, John mentioned people saying things. Uh, or not saying things to appease their partner or not hurt their feelings. Mm -hmm. And it drives you to go find uh, two, three, or four. Uh, I agree with what Manny said, uh, that if you put it out there up front, then this this is the deal. If you change the deal, at least tell me the deal changed, I would say. And uh, people people do change, but it's normally driven by the lack of- Communication. Communication. You know with what you do and i especially agree with red said that men most men can't handle uh the polyamory or open relationships because old man told me one time uh and it was true excuse the the language but he said the biggest dick a man will ever see is the one going to his woman agreed right and when that other dude's going in there (laughs) he 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 thinks the same thing because he and I think also for where I think it would go really wrong and bad and just just crumble down. See, men, men, men. A man can have a relationship or a sexual relationship with a woman with no feelings involved. But the majority of women is not going to sleep with a man just just to sleep with him. It's going to be some type of feelings involved, and then it could escalate into something even bigger. And better, and next thing you know, now she only wants this man, and no longer want her husband or whoever it was. Mm-hmm. Because, I think that women just preach. don't sleep with men right, right, just to sleep right. with them. See, men, we're a different right. beast. You right. know, those women. I, I, yeah. I think that's more of like an old school thought. No, no, man, now, no, nowadays, no, that's nowadays, nowadays, I agree with Manny. Nowadays, women. I agree with Manny. A whole lot more open to those kind of situations. In the past, mm-hmm. I would, I would say, yeah, definitely, but. We're in a very weird, changing, uncomfortable spot in our society, and this can go many countries, because 
we have the old ways of doing things, however they came about, and the way things are going now, and we're in, like in that uncomfortable period where some people feel this way and some people feel that way, but I mean, women are just as bad as guys. Yeah, yeah. especially the younger generations because that's how they're growing up and that's what's in front of them, and you know, that's just how it is. Yeah, but for most of us in here, we see. Yeah. So we season. So most seasoned women, right? You know, before they, they sleep with a man, they done they done oh, thought about stuff and they done fantasize. Yeah. And that's what really messes with a man's ego. Right. It's not only that he's thinking about something else going on in his wife. That's right. It's thinking about all right now I'm with you. You could be thinking about that's this true. guy because, like you say, like she said about intellect. This man probably hit you intellectually mm-hmm. and gave that's you right. some good sex. That's and right. now me and you together. You looking at me, but you thinking about Mike. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? So that's what the main thing. Most seasoned women, they not gonna mess with a man unless they done thought and they done fantasize and did you know some other stuff. And it typically don't take but about thirty seconds for a woman to decide whether yeah. she's gonna sleep with a man or yeah. not. They can do it quick, now, yeah. But hey, they're not just gonna sleep with them. Do you want to hear from a woman? Go ahead, Michelle. Go ahead, somebody. <laughs> no, them three that was in between, it was revenge. Okay, so you would do they, it based on There was revenge. no feelings whatsoever. It was revenge. It was right. revenge. Right. Did it because she could do it. Right. Exactly. But, 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 but wait, 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 wait. Society accepts a man being a whore. Right. Or a man going out and having sex with multiple partners at one time. Facts. Society does not embrace embrace women enjoying their sexuality probably one of the reasons why my body count is low is because of the expectations <laughs> it ain't because i'm ugly i don't think i am you fine girl girl look uh, i'm all right i can twerk a little something, something. but the thing about it is society puts a stamp on women and the moment we start talking about our sexuality and what we like in a man and what we like, or even a woman, it's like, oh, she got that. Mm-mm. We ain't going to deal with her because she now she a hoe. She they'll, they'll have sex with us. They won't marry us. Facts. Right, facts. right. right. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Right so, off the rip. So, I agree with Lachelle. Like, and I, like I said, I have two daughters, and I'm raising them consciously different. I have a 15-year-old who is not sexually active yet, but when we talk about sex, my rule for her is if he ain't licking your ass, he ain't getting none. He <laughs> because it's about her pleasure. I teach my girls very young. Every chick sell pussy. Every chick sell it. You sell it. You sell it. You sell it. It's just the cost that's different. So what are you paying for? What's it worth? My daughter has no boyfriends, but she talking to like eight dudes. I'm like, go ahead, sis. Mm-hmm. Because I want her to understand that her sexuality is her sexuality. Right. And it doesn't matter what the world sees of you. You are your own woman. And you need to carry yourself accordingly to your own standard. Mm-hmm. Good. Right. That, that's real. Now, I've said this to you probably a thousand times. Mm-hmm. The most gangster shit in this world is a woman who owns her sexuality. Mm-hmm. You Good, have. bad, indifferent. Uh, and, and this goes back to what we said earlier, Michelle, about accepting or speaking things into or, or accepting what society says. You, you, you got to be who you are 
because if, if you accept, okay, if I sleep with six dudes, what is that going to put my body count at a point where I get a label? No matter what you do, even at five, there's people that are going to have a problem with that. You know, the, the, the most dangerous thing is being dumb enough to ask somebody how many people they've been with. Right. Not only right. that, not only that is, is telling people what you read. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of us, especially guys, we like to brag and stuff. So if you don't tell nobody what you've done, they don't know. Unless, you know, right. you run there, yeah, I, I hit her, I hit her. Right. So nobody don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. like with my family, when I came home from Germany, I had earrings in my nose and tongue ring and all that. And everybody looked at me like I was a sinner, which I am. But, you know, I embrace mine because my thing is I only can live for me. You know what I mean? My dad was a pastor. So, oh, man, you should. Hey, he lived his life. He shit. He sinned, too. He still sinned before he died. He was sinning. So my thing is embrace yourself. If you're a freak, be a freak and, you know, rock on. I don't know about that licking ass part. Yeah, yeah. So, you gotta eat groceries. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't so even eat the front. So, it segues into the next question. Um, <coughs> are you naughty or nice? If I, if I eat your booty, we go together. <laughs> if you eat, if you eat my ass, if you eat my booty, it's good for you. Yum yum, eat em up, eat em up, yum yum. <laughs> Jump into this next question. We're jumping into this next question. You're missing out because I know that was a hot one, and we could go on for hours with that one. But this is the next question: If you could give your genitalia a name based on the reaction or the opinion of a previous lover or your current partner, what would it be? Oh my lord! What do you name that thing now, Shell? What's the name? Super bad motherfucker. Super bad. Uh, what? That's what she said. Oh. <laughs> she said from a previous right. experience. Yeah. So that's the name she gave. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Super Soaker. Super Soaker. Right. Captain Hook. Forty-five. <laughs> Captain Hook. <laughs> Captain Hook. <laughs> oh, <that's funny. laughs> I don't need to say nothing else. <laughs> Just damn. Damn. Quality or size? No. That's my. 
I go back to that question. No. Seven pound, eight ounces. Um, I like I like the gray sweatpants trend. I I like that a lot. Okay, I'm, but you know some of them be had just a pair of socks. Well, no. So here's the truth. Here's the truth. Just cause it's big, don't mean they know what to do with. Correct. I have found that the best are your average size men that right. aim to please. Right. So that I, one can get like, into the nook corner and crap. Right. I just like the look. I like the look. I like the <laughs> But that big fat paintbrush be all over the place. No, 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 no. <laughs> just that. Mm-hmm. Hello. How you doing? Okay. Um, no. But on there is a saying in Dominican Republic where they say you don't stare at the crotch, you look at their hands. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the thumb, mm-hmm. that's enough. But me particularly, I, I just look at the neck. I, I can care less about anything else. Okay. The neck? Why the neck? Just to see if they're clean or not. Right. Everything else can be thought, learn, work on, or something. Agree. Mm. John? All right, we're going to jump to another question. <laughs> <laughs> John, you don't look at crotches? What's number 50? All right, let's ask the host a question. Y'all can ask us a question. A question. And we're going to give you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing, nothing but, but the truth. One at a time. Leave, don't leave, leave room. One at a time. <laughs> uh, I wasn't prepared for a question. My question is for John. Do you have any water today? I did have water today, Jen. Thanks for asking me such a such a professional question. <laughs> that is an important question. It is. And you said you would tell the truth and nothing else. And I did truth. have water, Jen. Okay. How much? Uh, that was my problem. I drank uh like three of those big leader bottles. You are a liar. I did. <laughs> I did. So I'm, was that the real question? That was the real question. Okay. I did. I got a so question. Y'all got a question for me? I got a question for Sister Boogie. Uh-huh. What does it take to knock down your wall? Ooh. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, the right person. The right person. Expound I, I, on that, please. I don't trust easily based on my past experiences. Um, I've been in charge for the past 30 something years, so it is very difficult for me to relinquish control. So I have to trust and verify that you are what you say you are, that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And you are, period, for me. Word. This is for both of you. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to your younger self in reference to your sexuality and exploring who you are as a person? Do not copy and paste what you were taught as a child. Amen. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine, mine would be I think uh, develop a friendship with that individual before you smash it. 
Because I think a friendship lasts longer than smashing. Wouldn't that depend on what you want? Well, I was gonna say. No, you know. I mean, because what I mean, what if you want it? What if you? I don't. You know, I like making friends. I just love making friends. I mean, but what if you just want to stretch the lace and keep it moving? No, but I, I don't. I, I like making friends. Okay. That's me. I just love Understood. making friends. I like making new people. But in the past, it's been a smashing move. So, and then sometimes it's been a bad relationship, but a friendship was never developed. So if I could do it over again at a young age, because I lost a lot of good friends because I just smashed. I knew I knew I just wanted to smash it, mm -hmm. but they thought it was gonna be more, maybe just mm -hmm. a real mutual friendship. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, I it was a smash move. Mm -hmm. But if I could go back, I would, I would develop that friendship first, then I would smash, and then we would still be friends. Yeah, yeah. dude, but, but you got life. You got life to live. What what is life worth? If you're not doing something with it every day. Anybody else? Any other questions? Definition yes. of something. Yes. This is for you. Okay. Are you giving yourself the opportunity to meet the right person? And it's funny you should ask that question because I was told, that question was posed to me just recently and I did not realize until mm, during the pandemic actually that I was not positioned to receive any male attention. I had a lot of safe men around me based on the fact that I smoked cigars, but I was not positioned to receive male attention. And based on my positioning, even if a man was shooting a shot, I wouldn't know because I was surrounded by my brothers. Have you since, therefore, changed that behavior? I've tried. No. <laughs> the peanut gallery says no. Who are you going to pay attention to, though? The peanut gallery. Please don't. When have I last had a big session like that? Think about it. I've been trying. I have. I've made a concerted effort. And it's not easy. Oh, I'm sure. It's not easy because I'm so, I was so accustomed to my friends and we all just gathering and chilling. I really didn't know that a man was interested in me. But based on the fact that my brothers were around me, they didn't know who I was attached who to. Who you were with. Right. And they did because, because Because we, as you can see, we have a rapport. So, yeah. I could see that being a difficult situation for both male and female in a cigar lounge type environment it where is. you're constantly hanging out with basically people that you want to hang out with. Right. It, you know, it's not a, a club in your 20s when you know what right. you're going for. Right. And then you want to have a warm, welcoming environment where right. women don't feel like they're getting hit on every second. Right. But then from the guy, they also don't want to cross the line. Mm -hmm. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It, it is, if you spend a lot of time in lounges, mm -hmm. it's Which not a pickup spot. I mean, things right. can happen, but yeah, I, right. I get you. I, I understand where you're coming from. Right. Anybody else? Bullshit. <laughs> uh, not to you, Terry. Right on. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm good. I want to eat later. So I'm, I'm nice. You're eating the groceries? No, get them, man. Oh, she cooks. Oh, she cooks. All right, let me rephrase that. Oh. All right, she cooks a lot. What'd you say, Bob? You know what I mean? So, you know, I got to be eight. Any other questions before we move forward? Shut up, Terry. <laughs> All right, let me get it. Yes. Get All right. All right. We're gonna switch it up a little bit. What do you define as cheating? Oh shit. What do you define as cheating? 
spending the resources that you and your significant other have to do it. So if I spend my money, I ain't cheap? It's ours. I don't care who bring that shit in the house. I need to know where it's going. So if he spend his money, it's not cheap. If you're doing it in a way that I'm not questioning you or concerned about it, you're doing your job. I think it's only cheating if you get caught. It ain't even cheating then. That's what the military say. No, I'm just saying. They said you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I'm, I'm being serious. I think it's only cheating if you get caught. That's like if a tree fall down the forest and nobody hurts. Still it. cheating. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's cheating. Um, catch me. I know it's cheating. To me, cheating is when you're entertaining somebody else mentally or physically or emotionally, and you already have somebody else in your life. I so, mean... Right, so if you're watching porn, is that cheating? If you are watching porn, if you're watching it with your spouse no, to spouse stimulate... No, spouse is not there. Spouse is not it? Spouse, the spouse is not there. Man, is that on by himself? Watching porn. <laughs> with Jake in his... <laughs> Damn, that was Tuesday. <laughs> with Jake in his hand. Well, at that point, he's not entertaining the porn. He's entertaining himself. Okay. So that's not cheating. I, I think cheating is when it's a secret. Like, if I can't, like, so my husband knows that men hit on me. And that uh, I entertain, not really, but like, oh, hey, okay, all right, all right, I'm married. Um, that's not cheating to me because I'll go home and tell him like, okay, this guy hit on me. And to me, it's just innocent. But if it's a secret, if I am actively doing things to keep it from you, it's cheating. Yeah. So cheating can so be physical, be mental, sex. or emotional. It doesn't have to be yeah. sex because as a woman, a woman cheats with her mind before she ever cheats with her body. Yes. yes. Because we gonna take our mind from you. We gonna take our heart from you before we ever take the 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 thing from you. So I feel like I mean there yes there are some women that don't operate like that. But for the most part, where the mind goes, the body follows. And so if I am entertaining somebody, even with mental stimulation. And I'm not telling you about it. I'm cheating. I'm going to go on what you said earlier. That's one of the resources. Because if her mind isn't in the relationship, then other things are going to fall. And that's one of the resources. Exactly. Right. I agree. So that would be not a physical resource, but definitely a mental. And then it, if you entertain it enough, it will be an emotional. And then you're yeah. not there when you really are. Right. And I don't know for guys it could be a little harder but for women all you got to say is the word and it's going to happen yeah, so it's a very thin line that you're crossing or straddling rather because all you got to say is no yeah ain't no fun <laughs> but um all you got to say is hey let's go and it's gonna guys i would say before a woman ever gets to that point there have been several signs right. several yeah. conversations several bullseyes and I'm speaking from experience with my ex-husband hey I don't like it when you do this hey I prefer you rub my feet tonight hey let's have a conversation mm -hmm. can you just touch me in this spot 
and it goes null and void. And then after a while, you stop talking. we once we stop talking, mm-hmm. once we stop trying to convince you to love us in a way that we want to be loved, that's when we start to escape. Like, I'm going to give you multiple times as a woman, me personally. I don't know about anybody else. But I'm going to tell you, hey, I don't like it, the fact that you text her. Because your texts are not friendly. But you're going to need to do it. Okay. Too friendly. Too friendly. I don't, I don't like the way that you hold me. Like, I want you to hold me more. And you hold me less. Hey, just cut the grass. The next thing you know, two weeks later, I'm out there pushing the more. You know? Yeah. Hey, can you just fill my car up? Yeah. Because after several times of me asking you to just fill my car up because I don't like filling my car up, somebody else going to walk up and say, hey, why are you pumping your own grass? Right. gas? Alright, cool. You want to pump it? Go ahead and pump the gas. Right. My, go ahead and pay for it, too. Right. And then you're not asking. Right, because you don't have to ask because it's being right. done without Correct. asking. Right. But um, the signs are yeah. there. Right. And I think a lot of our, our men fail to realize the signs because they're too occupied with other things, whether it be themselves or somebody else. And at the point where if we ask for counseling, hey, let's go together. Let's, let's fix this. As a woman, we're going to try over and over and over and over again to fix this when we're done don't come back and be like hey let's go to counseling no i'm good when you get that no i'm good don't worry about it you done lost her agreed um so we're going to take a break and this um concludes the third session but we're going to have the after front porch chronicle that's not recorded so i hope that y'all enjoyed jordan did you enjoy it it was great it was great so as a result obviously of these answers we're going to have front porch chronicles volume five co-ed part podcast part part two i can't talk part two y'all down for that okay